You're listening to the Winter Interview Series on the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com and Crest Commercial, introducing the 8-Minute Cyber System, the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in commercial battery-powered OPE. Professional landscape can now replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. For more information or to find a Crest dealer near you, visit Crest.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 450, entitled Interview with Brandon Brubaker uh, from Brubaker Horst Landscape, also known uh, as Stripe Life Canada, to a lot of you guys uh, who uh, follow him online. Uh, so uh, I'd like to, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome Brandon to the show. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Awesome. Hey, Julio. It's going great. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, really good. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time out uh, to uh, chat with us. Yeah, it's great to be on here and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. So anytime, man, anytime. Awesome. So uh, let's uh, just dive right into it. Maybe tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself and your business. Yeah. So uh, I'm. Uh, my name is Brandon Brubaker. Uh, I live in a small town of Elmira, Ontario, just about an hour west of Toronto. Um, and I, I focused my business kind of on lawn, on maintenance, lawn maintenance. Uh, I've been going, this will be the, going into the fifth year right now, nice. uh, which is good. Yeah. So, uh, pretty much focused on maintenance uh, every year, but last year, okay. uh, I, yep. I brought a partner on last year. He was my foreman, Tyler. He's a good young, young guy, um, you know, really motivated, extremely hard work ethic. So kind of brought him on board and it's hard to, it's really hard to find good people as we all know. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I kind of made that decision and we, we got into more projects last year, patios, little armor stone, um, landscape install. So that was a really good, really good year and good learning curve for us all. So, so yeah, that's what we did. That's awesome. So, uh, is the lawn care business now your main income, or is it still like a side hustle? Or, uh, definitely main income now. Okay. Um, yeah. So we got myself and Tyler. We kind of own and we're we're totally full, you know, full time into it. And awesome. then Yeah, we got four uh, really good employees, kind of more students, um, hockey players, junior hockey players. So. You know, they got good hard work ethic and they want to be outside in the summer and, you know, in between school and hockey. So so that's really worked out for us, too. Mm, awesome. So yeah. what were you um, doing before uh, the lawn care? Um, so I so I went to Fanshawe College in London and I took uh, business administration marketing. Uh, so I did that for four years and then I kind of got offered a job as a commercial insurance broker in Elmira here. So I thought, all right, I'll uh, 
you know, I'll enter the workforce. And I thought I, you know, really wanted to do that. And then uh, I started actually, you know, get into it. And, you know, you're at a cubicle every day. Um, (laughs) You're kind of glued in your chair. So that took a bit of a learning curve because I've always, I've always done lawn maintenance on the side. I Mm -hmm. guess I should up a little there. So I probably started lawn mowing when I was 10 years old with dad's uh, 60 inch Kubota lawnmower. So I, yeah, I'd mow, mow the grass at mom and dad's there. And then I would drive it down to his shop and mow his shop. And then, you know, the next year you pick up the next business and then two years later you're doing a couple more. So that's kind of how I was introduced into, you know, the green industry just from, from mowing. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I did. Yeah. So I've always kind of mowed grass on the side. I always kept that going while I was in school. Uh, So yeah, did, did the broker thing. Wasn't really my cup of tea. Um, And then my, my dad has a business. uh, So they do waste oil furnaces. They sell clean burn waste oil furnaces. Yep. All over Canada. Um, so, so I don't, I always kind of would mow grass in the summer and then I switch over there and install and maintain furnaces kind of all over Ontario. So that's kind of what I've been doing the past couple of years now. Oh, cool. That's a, that's yeah. a, so a waste oil furnace. Is that something that, um, uh, just by the, what the name implies, like using, yeah. is that like using a motor oil, like car oil used? Yeah. So, oh, okay, cool. They, it's pretty, uh, it's a very cool product. You basically, yeah, you take your oil out of your mower, your car, or truck, tractor, and you put it in a tank and it basically atomizes the oil and burns it uh, properly and clean. So it's, it's an incredible product, actually. Oh, wow. that, yeah. sounds, that sounds, I had never heard of that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Just one of those, must be a fairly new uh, technology or yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's a super niche thing, right? So like lube shops love those, and farmers and um, anyone who produces a lot of waste oil definitely would, you know, it's free heat and you get rid of your oil. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That makes uh, makes a lot of sense. And then mm-hmm. you answered my next question of how what uh, first attracted you to the lawn care industry uh, and got you uh, started uh, doing yeah. your, your own business there. So at uh, that young age, handling a big 60-inch mower, that's uh, quite the responsibility. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I grew up, you know, in the country and my dad was big on, you know, I was I always had some chores to do and every Saturday morning him and I would get up and we would kind of get at, at the list. And one of my things was mowing the grass throughout the week. So, um, maybe forced into it, but <laughs> that's where I developed a true passion for it for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, definitely, uh, I can hear you when you're talking about uh, being in a cubicle and, and that yeah. sort of stuff, right? Uh, not quite the same, but kind of similar in my experience with uh, wanting to become an audio engineer and, and sitting oh, okay. through doing um, uh, post-production for like movies, like sound effects, but just okay. sitting in the same spot for hours yep. on end, listening to the most tedious little sound effects and trying to you know match up like, oh, yeah. like fight scenes like and stuff for like really okay. bad B movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just one of those, it was dry. I was going out of my mind <laughs> with, with that. Stuff, I was like, I got to get outside. I got to go for a walk. Yeah. I got, and my, I started to see my, uh, my lunch breaks getting longer and longer going for walks. Oh, to, nice. To yeah. get outside. It was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't for me. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing, take, right? Uh, um, 
up. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you uh, mentioned uh, your uh, a partnership there. Uh, was it Tyler? You said his name was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tyler. So what yeah. made you decide to do uh, that uh, to go uh, instead of just like a straight like employee or something, but going into like a partnership? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's definitely difficult to find bodies around here. Um, and we do have quite a bit of competition. Um, I'm in Elmira, but, you know, Waterloo, Kitchener Waterloo is only 10, 15 minutes down the road. So um, we have a lot of landscaping businesses around us. So I guess my headspace there was just kind of, you know, lock someone down that has the same passion for it, um, the same work ethic and kind of the same vision for Brubaker horse landscape going forward. And Tyler totally fit that bill. And it's taken a lot of stress off of me, um, you know, in the field and kind of quoting Tyler's been kind of quoting these new big projects we're getting into. And I've, I've kind of focused still on the maintenance side. So that that's my, you know, okay. love. that's what I'm kind of, that's my thing. That's what I've been always good at. So, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of how we've been doing it. And we had a great year last year. It really worked out well. So um, that's kind of where my head was on that one. Okay. So is Tyler the, the horse part of the Brubaker? Horse? Yeah. Okay. He, he totally is. And yeah, um, I'm, we're in Elmira. This is a very Mennonite dominant area. Okay. Uh, a lot of people who follow me, I'm always like posting a story of a horse and buggy, you know, going by while I'm on the mower. Oh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> like it's every day, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's and I've grown up with it my whole life. I I've, you know, grew up around here just outside of St. Jacob's. So mm-hmm. to see the buggies, you know, going up the street every day, I don't even think about it anymore. But then I'll do a video and someone will say, Oh my gosh, it's a horse and carriage. That's hilarious. And I'll go, Oh yeah. Like that's how they, that's how the the Mennonites roll around here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a throwback for everybody else, but, oh, it's, it's, but, such it's, a throw- but it's modern yeah. life for them. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it, it's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh that's uh, definitely awesome. The neighborhood that I live in is kind of mixed. Um, okay. Kind of like mixed. Um, it's a farming uh, community, but it's still like city, and it's uh, getting very uh, more and more populated. Uh, but so there's a very large mix of properties. All the new properties are tiny, um, okay. and they're they're usually older properties that have been sold, and because real estate's ridiculous here, um, okay. and then subdivided into newer houses and and subdivision okay. stuff but there's still those hobby farms and things around so like just this morning okay uh before recording i was taking our new puppy out for a walk and stuff and then stopped by uh to visit the horses down the street uh, uh there's a still like a hobby farm there with a couple of uh, three horses there and stuff and there was another little farm with things so it's kind of uh interesting to see like you're saying sometimes they'll take the horses out uh and uh go for a walk through my neighborhood right so I'll, like be leaving yeah. the house and they'll be like in this subdivision like these ho- people horseback riding right <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's so. But it's kind of neat, right? To see, like, you get kind of used to it and stuff. And uh, yeah, I like know. you're saying with the horses and buggies going by and stuff, it's uh, one of those things you don't really think about uh, anymore. But yeah. when, when people come to visit, they're like, "What the heck?" Like, there's. <laughs> oh, I know. And I, people message me all the time saying, "Oh, I drove through Elmira and I seen a whole bunch of buggies." And like on Sunday after church, there is so many. So that's yeah. quite a thing to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Hey, rolling out of church, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of buggies there. Uh, so this next question is one that I love asking because yeah. when I ask 
people who are self-employed, business owners, entrepreneurs, I always get different answers. But when I ask uh, generally uh, people who are uh, employees and have never had a business and don't have that sort of mindset, the answer is generally the same. Uh, so for you, Brandon, how would you define success? Um, that's a good question. Uh, for me, success would be maybe the freedom to kind of, I obviously work a lot in the summer, but it kind of allows me to, you know, do a little bit less work in the winter, maybe switch it up. And, you know, I, I ref ice hockey in the winter. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I've been doing that. This is my 11th year actually doing it. So I ref a lot of, uh, junior hockey, minor hockey, some university, high school. Uh, so I've, I'm probably got 50 or 55 games in already this year. So wow. I, yeah, that's kind of what I do in the winter. And, you know, having my landscape business allows me to be flexible in, you know, picking up those games. And because I, I'm a Canadian, I love, ho- I love my hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how I stay in the game and, uh, no, it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Working, um, you can work as hard or as little as you want with your business, and um, I don't know. It's it, it for me. The freedom piece of it is is a is a big part of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's that's uh, so very similar to me. Uh, yeah. In, in what I, uh, you know, okay. kind of define success as is just that freedom to not have yeah. somebody tell you what to do or when to do, and uh, yeah, I know uh, when you can, you know, go away with your family or you know that yeah. sort of stuff, right? Um, and, uh, but throughout the week, um, you can work, like you said, as hard as you want or whatever. Most yeah. days I will skip lunch and work right through it. Cause yeah, it's like, I know. like, why would you like, I'd rather finish sooner and get back home and, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Right. But it's just that freedom of it. People, a lot of people will argue with me and say, because I am, um, a solo operator that, uh, I actually don't have freedom because I'm tied to the business and I can see right. their point in that. Um, yeah. but it's what I enjoy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, yeah. I, I like being by myself and stuff and, uh, and working uh, as a solo operator. Um, so with uh, your uh, being out there sort of in that rural uh, type of uh, environment, uh, what sort of size properties do you generally do for like maintain- uh, maintenance and stuff? Yeah, okay. Um, so we do about probably 35 spots um every week and you know they range from really small to a big horse farm we look after Mm -hmm. Um, so i would say you know maybe 10 properties are larger residential that we kind of do at the end of the week thursday or friday and there are um you know more pristine uh properties that we would maintain and we use we love our walker mowers Mm -hmm. so we use a lot of those properties are all walkered. Um, and then we, we have little homes in Elmira too. So we probably do 12 to 15 of those. And, uh, you know, they take 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And mow edge, all the beds and the, um, curb line sidewalks blow off, go on to the next one, pretty straightforward. So, um, and then we do, you know, we have probably 15 commercial places, which is really, really good. Um, and we do all the flower beds and mulch maintenance. Um, and yeah, those are pretty good sized lots. So a nice range of, you know, big to small stuff. And then the big farm we look after. So, uh, it's a really good range of properties for us to nice. be honest. Is, really the, well. is the, uh, the Walker your biggest more? 
Uh, right now, our biggest one would be, a, yeah, I have a 60-inch walker. Oh, okay, nice. Down. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, so that one, and then we have a 54-inch Cub Cadet Pro 600X stand-on. That's been a good mower for us. Um, but that one's more commercial. You know, it's in the ditches. It's doing kind of the rough cutting kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. And then I like to leave, you know, the walkers are the pristine, you know, that beautiful finish that a walker mower gives you. So that's kind of how we've been doing it. Yeah. yeah. With a walker, are you doing a lot of um, grass collection? Um, good question. I used to do, okay. I used to collect all when I was just on my own, that was my first mower. So I guess I didn't have a choice. I had to collect. Yeah. But just, you know, maybe two years ago, I said, you know, like, People at the end of the day, it seems like most of them don't really care if you collect it or not, mm-hmm. as long as it's mulched up and it looks obviously good. So yeah. we've kind of changed to like, oh, let's just mow it, you know, an extra pass or two, you know, to mulch up the grass rather than collecting it. And then at the end of the truck, you know, we have a big pickup truck full of grass. And then the other issue is, well, like, where do we where do we bring the grass? Because we don't have a dump really near us unfortunately okay. so, and then you know you're trying to find spots to dump the grass which i know all the spots but it just kind of got to be a little i don't know why are we doing this when we're we can't even charge that much more mm-hmm. so that's head was there so oh, okay yeah it's interesting yeah. i always like to um i know to uh, kind of uh, prod about that um yeah because there's like it seems like east coast is very uh, side discharge but then you come to the west yep. coast and from vancouver all the way to california doesn't matter like washington oregon yeah. it's all collecting yeah uh, okay. pretty much right it's all uh, have, okay i've noticed that too funny yeah it's interesting uh just uh the what people expect and stuff i have been yeah. uh experimenting last few years depending on the properties and stuff uh right. with uh, side discharging some of like the commercial ones and and uh things but uh, generally with the rain and stuff it makes it difficult i find it uh easier to bag lawns than it is to uh side discharge it just kind of clumps and and yeah. stays on the surface we're bagging it'll bag part of it but most of it just sticks to the bottom of the deck but it's not leaving it on the ground until yeah. it, until you finish at the end and then you right. find you find a spot and turn the blades off then it all kind of falls and you pick it up yeah there, sort of thing right uh so it just the, the different conditions and stuff so it's kind of neat hearing uh what people do in, in different yeah. areas and stuff um do you offer um you talked a little bit about uh your partnership there and the kinds of uh, things that you're doing uh maintenance and stuff and and he's bringing some projects on and things are there any other services that you do that are not like not landscaping related like power washing window cleaning anything like that um no we like no we we pretty much keep it to the landscaping side of things i mean we'll do anything you want mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of um outside on your property um yeah and and, i mean we've done a little like you know tree trimming but just minor stuff that you can get at and definitely flower bed pruning weeding uh, like ongoing weeding mulching we we do all of that too so um yeah and then getting into the project side retaining walls patios lots of planting we did lots of planting last year which i enjoyed so it's it's a good mix that we have now, so I'm pretty happy with it. Mm, nice. How do you how do you find that transition to those um, 
like the project stuff uh, and how do you guys yeah. manage that? Cause it sounds like, like you were saying that the, the maintenance side is kind of like your thing and uh, the project side is kind of like Tyler's thing. So uh, yeah. are you guys working together on those projects and does he kind of like take the lead uh, for that sort of stuff? And, and you kind of just follow along on what he's needs and vice versa. Yeah, no, good. Uh, good question there. Yeah. He's been, so I guess we, we've kind of got the boys, you know, they figured out the maintenance part of things because I, the guys I have, they've been with me for now. This would be the third year for a few of them, so okay. which is awesome. So they kind of already got the lawn mowing pretty, like they got it down pat now, which is so nice for me. Um, I, you know, I can kind of get that out of my head. I can trust that they um, can do it. Uh, so I, yeah, I would totally go with Tyler and we would, we would do a lot of these projects together. Um, but you know, my goal is to have him be the main guy on those bigger jobs, okay. which, which by the end of the year, he was running them totally. Um, Tyler's only 22 years old, so he's quite young, but, um, you know, very smart guy, uh, really good with the customer, um, he's, you know, amazing work ethic, like I said. So, uh, no, it's really, it's worked out really good. And it's a learning curve for me too. Cause I've, like I said, stuck to the maintenance side of thing. Yep. He's, he has a little experience with projects, but we're, we're learning together. So last year was a really good year of doing stuff. And <laughs> we've, we worked with a company in town here, did a big, big patio at the end of the year with them. So he kind of, uh, you know, taught us how he does it and step by step. So that was really good to go through that, you know, process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. awesome to have uh, like a, a mentor or something, but somebody like that that can uh, kind of uh, take you under uh, their wing and kind of show you the ropes. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't have those opportunities or a lot of people view it uh, so much like, um, you know, direct competition and stuff. And yeah. uh, there's just, there's so many, so much work around, right? Uh, especially oh. if, if you're a larger company doing those like hardscape projects and stuff, um, you probably don't want to be bothered with the small stuff anyways, the little mm -hmm. things, right? And those are great opportunities to kind of, uh, you know, share your knowledge with somebody just getting started and learning, uh, doing that smaller stuff that uh, you you have no interest in doing uh, in the first place. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, with the, um, the lawn care uh, side of it, um, what type, you talked about that mix of properties that you have uh so what type of work do you prefer uh the commercial side the residential side uh and why uh yeah for me i think uh i i do like the commercial side of thing it's kind of you know hands off more mm -hmm. with the customer you don't really get bothered a whole lot um which i love we love our residential clients don't get me wrong i love I've always big on, you know, if someone comes out and they want to chat for five minutes, like yeah, you know, have that chat. It's more valuable to nourish that relationship rather than save 10 minutes, you know, un yeah, you got to pay a little labor for them talking, but I, I feel like it comes all the way around type mm. of thing. Uh, but definitely commercial. I think I enjoy that a little bit more and, okay. you know, driving through town, looking at our lots, look, make, you know, when they're looking pristine, that, that feels really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny. I think everybody uh, who is in lawn care suffers uh, from that. It's funny um, <clears throat> when I drive around with my family, 
um, yeah. they always make jokes and point out that like every street, like we pass, I'm always like looking in that direction because I might have a client in that. Right. And they're like, yeah. right. And they're always laughing. Like what you like looking at your lawns that you're <laughs> yeah. sort, of, oh, <laughs> sort of thing. Right. But it's like that pride in, in the work that you do. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, to kind of see. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me for that all the time, so I know where you're coming from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine uh, with you being uh, refereeing uh, the hockey games and having uh, yeah. junior hockey players uh, working under you, the sort of a camaraderie and, and the jokes that kind of happen, like, hey, two minutes for not edging or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, and, totally. And doing all that sort of stuff. So how is that... Um, I would imagine uh, because, uh, like my nephew, uh, for one, uh, is uh, plays a, a lot of uh, hockey as well. I th- I can't remember if he's like what junior level he's in, uh, but okay. he's he's in one of those. And and they also billet other players from other parts of the country that come through uh, to yeah. play here in teams in BC and stuff. So I can I, I obviously see their schedule. They're practicing you know, in the middle of the day, uh, every day and sort of stuff like that. So how do you manage that, uh, with the schedules and things, uh, with them? And, and is it just summertime uh, that they're coming to work for you? What do you do the rest of the season or how, like, how do you manage that? Yeah. Good question again. Um, so it, it is a little bit of juggling, you know, and communicating with the guys, what their schedule is like. Cause I guess two of them, two of them are currently playing junior hockey. Um, so, you know, just kind of communication is key. Like, all right, when you guys got, cause they have off season training too, right? Like they're playing junior B and junior A hockey. So they're, they're doing off season training probably four to five times a week plus working with us. So mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. Um, but you know, if, if they're like, Hey, I got, you know, I got training at three or four and it's always, after the work day like they never have it at you know 12 or one o'clock they they know to kind of make it when we're done our day oh, okay and they like you know it's it's all good we know we make it work regardless so if they work a little harder that morning to finish quicker that's kind of just how we've been doing it so or make make sure you're close to the shop so then you can easily get to, to hockey training or whatever so um yeah just communication is key like so that's kind of how i've been doing it and i'm i'm a pretty easygoing guy i mean (laughs) we always figure it's all good yeah yeah that's cool especially if you're a a referee and stuff you're obviously gonna know sort of that uh world yeah i know exactly i'm still in their world so it's it's super cool you know seeing how their hockey's going and i'm you know, I see them at the rink throughout the year too, even though they're not working for me now, I'm still, you know, chatting with them and see them on the ice. So that's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. To yeah, watch. That, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I was asking yeah, well, that just cause I remember um, just last year with my nephew, um, he got traded to a team and, uh, their practices were like at 12 noon every oh, day. And he's wow. like, he, he hated it because he's like, I can't do anything else. I can't even work now. It's like, yeah. it's by the time I get there and all that stuff, it's like the whole day is done. And yeah, I right. Bet. So he requested a trade after a while and uh, finally okay. got, uh, got traded to another team that, uh, well, he was able to then at least uh, have a, a part-time job and stuff and, and, and do that. So, uh, right. yeah, the struggle is real when you got that, uh, <laughs> that oh, one oh. foot in the door and you don't want to quite give up on that I dream know. yet. And, 
<laughs> yeah, it's a commitment. I yeah. know, and that's I see a lot of it. You know, guys are in their last year of junior, and they've been, you know, played four years with all their best buddies, and they're seeing them every day, hanging out with them, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is like we're in the playoffs, and this is my last year. Yeah, yeah. And they win or lose, the looks on their faces tells it all. Like, mm. oh, like we're done. Like, yeah, what yeah. do I do? <laughs> Right. And yeah. I know the feeling because I was there. Mm-hmm. That's why I did refereeing to stay, you know, a part of the game. So I, I feel these guys struggle. So I, I, I think I can relate to them, to a lot of them, which helps too. And I never have issues finding employees because of my hockey connections. Right. I, I have people asking all the time, which is really good. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, a neat, uh, kind of a pool of talent that you can, I know. Uh, can, right. can uh, draw from. Uh, yeah, that's awesome to have that uh, sort of a connection there. Uh, yeah. So this next question is uh, probably the only question that gives people kind of pause for thought when I ask it. So I'm going to ask you the question, but then I'm going to take a commercial break uh, to hear from the sponsors, and then we'll come back uh, and hear your answer. So the question uh, for you to ponder uh, during the break there is uh, share a time uh, with us that you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. So uh, we'll get back with your answer right after this so stay tuned choosing the right equipment also means getting service and support you can trust hi it's michelle with the xmart customer service team we are committed to giving you the expert technical support necessary to keep your equipment performing at its best reach us by phone email or social media on any weekday and we will respond quickly with advice you can trust because it comes straight from the folks who built your machines Visit xmark.com to learn about Xmark's industry-leading service and parts support. Cress is leading the transition from gas-powered lawn equipment for professional use with the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in battery-powered OPE. The Cress 8-Minute Cyber System allows Cress-made 60-volt batteries to fully charge in 8 minutes or less. Now, professional landscapers can replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. And with a full line of equipment benchmarked against gas-powered products, landscapers can finally Take charge of their business and make the switch to battery. For more information or to find a dealer near you, visit Cress.com. Cress, we power the professionals. All right, Brandon. So uh, share with us a time you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone obviously struggles with a small business at some point in their journey. So um, I think it, I'm going to have to go with, I guess, the year before last year, um, the boys went all went off to hockey because hockey starts, yep. you know, September, right? Yep. So then, all right, see you, fellas. It's back to Tyler and I, which yeah. is all good. Um, so it gets me out in the field a little more, maybe a little more than I'd like to, but that's okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess that was two years ago now. We were strictly doing lawn maintenance and we had about 55 places and we had some really big ones. Um, so, you know, all we did every day, all day, Monday to Friday was mow grass. We didn't even really get into a lot of flower beds. We just, you know, my vision was to have a lawn maintenance business. Um, so I was trying to follow that kind of thing. And, you know, mowing grass from, you know, the dawn until dark it's it kind of gets old after a while maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, so I, 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 I honestly think I burned out a little, you know, two okay. years ago. Yeah. And, and that was, I totally looking back, see why, um, you know, we were giving her pretty hard and we, we still work hard, obviously, but it just felt like we were almost spinning our tires, you know, just hammering down every day that equipment started breaking. Um, I, I wasn't charging enough. Mm-hmm, that's know? a big one. And yeah. And I, and I, I, it's all on me and I'm good with that. Um, and I learned to learn that everyone has to learn that. So I think, you know, just, it was kind of just like, we were pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And it wasn't, the money wasn't really there too. So that it was just kind of like at the end of the fall there, I look back and it's like, Oh, we had a good year. And then you look at how much you made and it's like, Oh, it's not as good as I thought it would have been. Mm-hmm. Right. So then that kind of, I like the winter too, because it gives me a kind of a time to take a breath and see how it went. And then we can reevaluate and switch things. Yeah. You know, after that year, that was when I said, okay, like I got to switch something up here. I can't keep. And then, you know, I'd mow grass all day and then I would come home and do our invoices and all the book work and everyone knows that drill. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just after doing that, it just kind of got old it was starting to get old. And then I thought Tyler said he kind of wanted to do something else. And I said, if I lose, if I lose you, I'm screwed. Basically mm-hmm. he knew how to run all our equipment. He knows our properties. He knows all our customers. So I, I just couldn't afford to lose him, obviously. So then that's when I started chatting about partnering up and, you know, what would you want to do? And I was already at a point where I wanted to get into, you know, projects that, maybe had a little bit better profit margins mm-hmm. because well, the maintenance was just not, <laughs> not cutting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic, but uh, yeah, that's kind of just where I was at there. And then how we overcome it, you know, we started getting into projects, patios, you know, tried to learn from everyone else, asking questions, watching videos, taking some courses. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we had a much better year, revenue wise last year than we've ever had because we got into these bigger projects. So, um, you know, I, I love the mix of maintenance and the projects. So it's because my true love is in lawn mowing and lawn maintenance, but, um, I, I really like, you know, I kind of took handle on the planting this year yep. and showed the boys cause you know, planting takes a little bit of technique, how to yep. plant a tree properly and you know some little things there so um yeah i don't know that's how we kind of okay. overcame but yeah it was a struggle and i'm sure other people can relate to, oh yeah so. for sure yeah uh, <laughs> it's uh it goes in waves uh, there's many times i've been doing this this will be my 19th season oh, uh, mowing wow. lawns uh and uh there's at least two or three times where i was ready to Packed yeah. it in and just burnt out. And uh, I remember one, the the most um, significant one, I was kind of like done already thinking about moving to something else, doing something different. And it was actually uh, uh, Keith Kalfas videos that I found oh, online yeah. that just popped yeah. up and his enthusiasm for landscaping and stuff that I was like, like, wow, like this kid has so much enthusiasm for landscaping. It's kind of what I've forgotten. Like, why did I start doing it in the first place? Right. Um, and it was the same sort of thing, just kind of, uh, 
taking on too many customers and and pricing them uh, lower just to get them sort of things in the beginning, right? And over the past few years, it's been the absolute like opposite, the last 10 years especially, of uh, ever since uh, leaving uh, the franchise company that I was with uh, and going my own way, it was all about um, just like i want less customers <laughs> yeah I, know. I don't want a lot of customers i want as least as possible uh and it's ironic because over those years uh i've made more money now with less customers than i've ever had uh right and it's just the quality of the customer that relationship the amount of other work that you can do like hedge trimming and things like that for those clients right. that already know like and trust you that you get into a position that i talk about all the time where Customers don't even ask me how much stuff is going to cost. They just ask me, can you do yep. this for me? And nice. they'll phone me for things. Like I had a customer uh, call me and ask me, uh, can you blow out our sprinklers? Is that something you you do? Oh. And I was like, well, no, it's not something I do. Um, and they're like, okay, we just always want to make sure we ask you first. Oh, right? nice. And it's like, yep. okay, that's the relationship right there, right? Is that yep. they trust me. They know. They don't ask me how much. They just know I'm not going to take advantage of them. I'm going to charge yep. them a fair price. But it's it's that that you're kind of aiming for. Uh, that kind of gets you over that being burnt out. Because now it's like, yep. well, now I work you know, less hours because I don't have as many lawns. But I'm making more money than I ever did. So, yep. you know. No, totally. So it's one of those things, uh, finding uh, finding that balance that you 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 have to n- learn to. Um, one of the biggest things for me was learning to if a customer doesn't like my price, to just say okay, I'm sure you'll find somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> and I not worry that. not worry about it. I don't even negotiate. I don't like none of that right because it opens up a whole can of worms once they start saying would you do it for this much or whatever right it's like nope that's that's it it's it's my terms or no terms (laughs) yeah yeah and we yeah i came to that we came to that just this past season too like the work kept coming in and it's like well why would we lower our price when we have so many jobs to do right so yeah Yeah, it makes no um, sense yeah i know and there's so many lawn mowing companies Unfortunately, with lawn mowing, anyone can buy a lawnmower and a truck and trailer and do it. Yeah. Um, right. That's the reality. It's it's a low barrier to entry. So yep. I don't know. Yeah. Focusing on those higher quality customers, like you just said, that's key. Right. Yeah. And getting the proper equipment to maintain those customers is so that's what it's all about. So, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a, I've learned like, uh, you know, in the beginning, stuff like that would bother you because it's like, oh, you know, that little barrier of entry. Like you can be a kid after school mowing lawns for five bucks or you can be like a legit company with like all this overhead and all that sort of stuff, right? (laughs) Um, But what I've learned is not to worry about that. It's there's customers for each of those types of clients. The type of client that wants the legitimate company that has that – that values your, you know, the fact that you have a uniform, that it's you always on the same day each week at the same time that trusts you on their property is not the customer that wants the $5 kid right. who doesn't have insurance, that doesn't, you know, there's yeah. just, uh, or, or some 
will value just uh, a solo operator uh, that they don't have to worry about employees that, you know, are different each week and they don't know and they don't, you know, there's, so I found that there's, there's customer for every type of care business, right? Yeah. And you can kind of, uh, you know, find that and uh, just don't worry about those ones that you don't get that don't fit, uh, you know, the mold of what you want. Um, because once you start taking on those types of jobs, that's where it starts becoming monotonous and yeah. uh, you start resenting going to those properties and uh, that sort of stuff, right? You want to be happy when you're doing it. You want to enjoy your time, enjoy, you don't, you got such a limited time here uh, on the planet that uh, you got to kind of just uh, make the best of it. Yeah. Um, I totally- how would you say, uh, what ways uh, do you market your business and maybe share your number one marketing tip? Yeah. Uh, number one tip. Wow. I got a lot of, I did marketing in school, so I love marketing, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with, honestly, Google my business mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, the hands down best yeah. way. If you're starting, that's mm-hmm. a that's, good start. That's the golden ticket. <laughs> now, yeah. You agree? Love yeah. it. Yeah. I know. I didn't know that. And then someone in, this is when I was young, um, someone in town said, oh, do you, like to use Google My Business, it's free and it's this and it's this. And I go, oh, no, but I'm going to definitely dive into that. And yeah, I, so I, I focus a lot on our Google My Business page and I, you know, do different incentives for reviews. So I did something cool last year. It was like, oh, get half off a lawnmower if you write a positive Google review for us. Right. Yep. Which, and it worked really well. It had, you know, 10 or 15 people did it, which was awesome. And they're good customers of ours. So they wrote a very nice little, you know, recommendation for us. So that was a nice little incentive I did, Um, you know, constantly uploading photos onto your Google. My business profile is super important. Updating your info because Google, you know, they, they're looking for those updates to rank you better in their algorithm, your website. Oh, as you know. So, um, yeah, Google My Business is number one. And obviously, I'm a big social media guy. So I'm going to have to say social media is number two. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads, LinkedIn, just everything, right? Um, it all helps in some form, get, you know, getting seen by someone. So, um, yeah. And obviously, your website is super important to have a good um, SEO you know, website, make sure all your keywords are in there that Google can read it properly. And so you can be ranked properly when someone looks up, you know, for work. So, um, I, yeah, back to Google, my business, I can't say more good things yeah, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, that's no, kinda... that's, uh, that's my, always my number one recommendation for anybody is get that done as soon as you can when you're starting yeah. out. Um, uh, the others that one of the ones I recently uh, learned about, uh, I would put it under the banner of guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Um, it was actually from your buddy Martin Hotter from Hotter Landscaping nice. when I interviewed him, and he talked about his little hack that he does uh, on Facebook and Instagram, where he runs like oh. contests to give away yeah. services, but then it generates all these leads uh, that right. he then uh, messages after the the losers uh, of the contest quote unquote and offers them uh you know a discount on services and stuff and how that's yeah i'm like that is so brilliant I, <laughs> yeah he told me that too a couple weeks or whatever ago and i thought martin i'm stealing that idea buddy yeah <laughs> like, I, 
That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking with Martin. Um, Martin and I, we decided to start a podcast kind of around Christmas time, which kind of goes into, you know, marketing as well. Yep. Just the more you can get your face and voice out there, the better you're going to do with picking business up. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> awesome. What's the, uh, do you got to do a quick plug for the podcast? What's it called? Yeah. Oh, appreciate it. It's called the Crooked Stripes podcast. And we, you know, interview, leaders in the industry and maybe a different take on the the lawn and landscaping industry uh we've had a lot of really good positive feedback um so no it's been a really fun journey so far we want to do one every week that's awesome Honestly, yeah so and obviously i've listened to yours you're in canada yeah um so that's given me some inspiration. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Not a, not enough of us on this side of the border doing. I know. Doing that's, that. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I noticed too. There's yeah. not a lot of not a lot of companies posting Canadian landscaping companies posting stuff online. It seems like um, I know they're out there definitely, but just compared to the states, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy in the states. How many guys have uh, really uh, mm-hmm. jumped in and uh, and are, are doing that? Um, so I think uh, that talking about the podcast stuff, it's a great segue to get into. Uh, I'm curious about this whole Stripe Life Canada and what this is all about, and and how uh, this came about, and and what the the goal or vision is there. Yeah, no, love it. Um, yeah, so I, I went down to the Equip Expo uh, last year in, in October with Martin, met him for the, <laughs> picked him up at his hotel for the first time I met him. Nice. <laughs> it, good thing we were pals right away. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, so, you know, went down there, uh, was a really cool meeting everyone i follow online at the show right been following all these guys for five six years and to get to shake their hand was pretty cool and one of the guys was ken morris who runs the stripe life usa page okay yeah and i've been following him for a couple years now and we we chatted online a little um and you know i I want to reach more people. That's been my goal with my socials, um, spread positivity, motivation. You know, I, I like to do relaxing videos that help people, you know, de-stress a little. So, um, I've always, you know, I love my cameras and video. So I've always had a passion for posting on social media. Um, and, and so does Ken, obviously. So I met Ken down there at the show and, you know, after a couple drinks, you know, just <laughs> chat. And I said, what, what would, uh, maybe I change all my accounts to Stripe Life Canada. What do you think about that? And he really liked that. Um, you know, and him and I working kind of together, we can work with different brands together, um, and do different content pieces for them. And yeah, I don't know. It, it was just about reaching more people for me and, you know, maybe, start to give back more to the industry Mm -hmm. um, since it's coming around for me now, which I am thankful for everyone uh, that have helped me get to where I am. So yeah, you know, working with, we're going to be working with a couple of cool brands this year, which is really exciting. Um, So yeah, I don't know. It's a good, it's been a good change so far. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a a cool uh, project to to Mm -hmm. take on uh, looking through your, uh, your 
Instagram. A lot of uh, uh, lives up to the the Stripe name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that was the other. I know that was the other thing too. I I've always taken my Walker striping videos because they stripe pretty pretty intense. So I yeah. thought, well, that's a good change. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I wish. Uh, Maybe, yeah. I wish I had. I wanted yeah, I wanted to create a bit of like a community up here, like you know, like it doesn't seem like because the Stripe Life USA, that's like Stripe Life USA, that's kind of their community, and I thought it'd be kind of cool because there's a bunch of us up here, um, you know, that are buddies that are all in the same you know industry, like Tyler five one nine, him A H Aaron Hodder, Sticks and Bricks Nick, like we're all kind of there is a little group of us. So I just kind of wanted it to be a, a brand that we can all get behind, mm -hmm. you know, up in Canada. So that's where my head was with that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's hard to explain to other people. Um, I know when you have like these, like my wife will always say, like, if I'm, she'll be like asking me a question or something and I'm like, um, you know, in uh, my attentions in my phone and I'm like replying yeah. to somebody or something. Right. Yeah. And then she'll be like, do the air quotes. Are you talking to one of your friends? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, these imaginary friends that you talk yeah. about. Right? <laughs> oh, that's and it's funny. Right. And you go to like the equip expo and somebody is like, she's like, well, how are you going to, you know, where are you going? Are you going to get an Uber or something? No, I said, this person's picking me up. Like, yeah, what? Nice. Like, you're letting, like, have you met them before? Do you know? <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's hard to wrap their heads around. Like uh, you have this like relationship with these other guys that do lawn right. care from all over the world. That you can know, <laughs> and it's kind of weird to be like, oh yeah, this guy's picking me up. I've yeah. never met him before, but <laughs> I know <laughs> in person, but feel yeah. like I know him. Yeah, it sounds like our wives make fun of us for the same things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, hard for like I said, hard for them to wrap their heads around. Um, no. What uh, what would you say are your future plans or goals uh, for your business? Yeah, um, definitely continue to grow the maintenance side of the business because um, that's that's been our strong point. That's like carried us through you know everything. And I like I started this the year of COVID, so that was oh definitely, wow, yeah, that was a very challenging year. Um, mm -hmm. That was like, you know, work part-time for dad's business and then mow grass two days a week. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was tough then. So grow the maintenance side's a, a goal and then definitely grow our, our landscaping side of things, you know, get doing a little bit bigger patios and bigger projects this year. Um, that's the goal and really, really getting, you know, Tyler and the guys to, maybe not they've already stepped up but i mean really you know take a hold of the projects and run with it that's kind of the goal um with you know what we got going moving forward so mm -hmm. so what yeah. was what was the motivation behind um because i've only ever heard of one other person that i've interviewed at least um who started their business during the pandemic and i'm like man okay. that's that's crazy <laughs> yeah uh with all that although in some respects, um, like I always joke too, that, uh, being a solo operator that, you know, the government's telling everybody you got a social distance. And I'm just like, yeah, that's I know. my life. I've been doing that for, <laughs> I know I've been doing that for yeah. the past, you know, 14, 15 years at that yeah. point. Right. I know. Right. So, uh, so what was the motivation of, uh, of doing that during that challenging time? Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess I wasn't 
overly happy with where I was working at the time. Um, you know, I love, like, I love what my dad does. I think it's super cool what he does, but it's definitely not my thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, I've done it, uh, in the off season for my whole life, it feels like, but just a couple of years ago, um, this was after I started my business. I had an accident on the job. My coveralls actually caught on fire. Oh, wow. it was, uh, interesting. It wasn't near as bad as it sounds, but it, I still had, you know, burns on my hamstrings. So I was, I was out for four months. Um, so just kind of, you know, I don't know, not really happy in where I was working at the time. And I knew, I knew I, that wasn't where I was supposed to kind of be. Um, so, and I've always loved lawn mowing. So I thought, you know what, I, I think Almira needs a high quality, um, lawn maintenance business. That Mm. was kind of vision. Yeah. And I love being outside. I miss being outside. Um, so that was kind of my reasoning behind it. So, and I want start my own business for a while so that just seemed like the right time and i i did mow grass and work there you know for a couple of years just part-time to get Transition. by yeah yeah have enough property it's easy to say oh yeah i'm gonna full-time do this but you need enough lawns to yeah, mow. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> right so i did what i had to do basically yeah. doing um lawn care uh or mowing at least since you were um uh, you know a young young kid um do you have any um fun stories or weird things that you have seen during your course uh, of mowing um you know i got it here's a good one so my first mower i bought it was a walker mower t25i right um got a used one i couldn't afford it like a brand new walker Mm -hmm. is pretty yeah so I went through a used one and I went down to the dealership and, you know, we talked about it and all right. And he had a, he had a really nice used one there. Um, and I went, okay. And, uh, you know, I'll take it, whatever. Then I get there and, and I is my first mower. So I'm a little green per se at the time and that's fine. And then I realized when I got back or, you know, used it for a little while. Oh, they, they put an old deck on there, like a really old deck mm. right because the walker mowers the decks are interchangeable yeah right so i i took it to another guy to service the mower and he goes oh uh like this is a really old deck and i go oh really like he said like like it's a 1992 deck oh wow <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh like the machine's at 2018 and the deck is a 92 like oh, wow. boys what did you do there so I was, I was kind of annoyed at the time, you know, but I got a good deal in the mower, whatever. Um, so then, you know, he ran the serial number on the deck and I was like, okay. So he said, oh, this is an old deck that was with Swiss Hills. And Swiss Hills was the company I worked for when I was 18 and 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then I learned that I ran that deck when I worked for Swiss Hills oh. when I was 19 <laughs> wow. and then I bought it back. Isn't yeah. that so funny? That's crazy. Right. So I always tell that, that one, that's such a cool story. And then when I, when I figured that, that out, I was like, Oh, I'm not getting rid of this deck now. This thing's, this thing's unreal. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. <laughs> Little sentimental values. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder how the heck it ended up on like on that machine. 
isn't that just such a crazy story yeah, yeah. That's... and i i ran all the mowers at swiss hills when i grew up so i totally would have been on that at not on that at some point yeah yeah that's awesome that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so i don't know how that happened but that's a good story yeah 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 that, that's definitely that's definitely a yeah, good one yeah because that have been you know probably eight yeah probably nine years later mm-hmm. which is so if you were to uh start your lawn care business all over again um what is one thing you would do differently uh that's a good question too uh it would definitely be challenging starting you know now with it seems like equipment is so expensive and vehicles are so expensive. Crazy. But I know it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad I started when I did, but um, maybe oh, that's a good question. Cause I did, I'm pretty happy with how I did it. I went for, you know, the little bit of a nicer mower mm-hmm. for my one. Um, but you know, some days I think, well, should I have went for it? a maybe cheaper option and then I would have had some more cash flow for other things in the business. Um, but I think if I had to do it over again, I would have probably started doing projects right away. Okay. Um, kind of shied away. And someone, you know, I would get asked to do different projects and I I just didn't have the knowledge at the time and I kind of shied away from it. Yeah. It's like, oh I only do maintenance. And yeah, I only yeah. do maintenance. And I think that hurt me in some ways right and i didn't get the you know experience doing some of these projects that i am now mm-hmm. um, so maybe maybe being a little more open to different work at the time i think i that would be something i should have I, I would do different now yeah okay yeah 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 there's definitely um you know things that you think um yeah uh, and things you would never expect can happen. The unexpected yeah. can happen in your business. Like you can think that, um, you know, when I started out, uh, one of the things I loved about lawn care was like, you know, it's reoccurring clients. They're there every week. You don't have to go yeah. search for clients and all that stuff. Right. What never dawned on me was, um, whether you buy into it or don't buy into it, uh, things like climate change, uh, things like yeah. pests, Um, so uh, like I've been seeing over the past, at least, especially last five years, a major decline in the quality of lawns, um, in, in, in the the normal lawns, right. We've been going through, uh, summer droughts now, which was like, like intense droughts, not, not ones that are like last, last year we, I remember, um, having a drought all the way through till the uh, end of October and, and taking like Instagram uh, videos and stuff showing like it looked like the middle of July in October, just completely brown and dry lawns everywhere. And it was hot and it was like, what the heck is going on? Uh, And then now we've had um, a European Schaefer beetle going into lawns and the uh, wildlife just ripping apart people's lawns uh and it's like like it's crazy like things i would have never expected uh and then uh watering restrictions being like super strict where people can't even water. so i'm like going like man like having a lawn care business is becoming very challenging now uh, to to try to make money right and it's like 
like, what do you do? You know, you got to start thinking about other things and diversifying and, and changing, right? So I think it's a great plan that you're taking those projects and stuff and um, uh, and doing that sort of stuff because you don't know, right? And having a, yeah. just like having a stock portfolio, you don't want it all on one thing. You want it diversified and kind of spread out. Yeah, uh, and that's that honestly is what went into my head too and we were just mowing because we had a bit of a, you know, dry spell there and it's like, oh, we can't really afford to take two weeks off of mowing, right? Yeah. yeah. So I to think of something else. And, you know, last year we had a decent amount of water here, uh, but I know out by you guys, it was so dry. Yeah, right? it was crazy. Alberta was just oh, a desert. Yeah. So yeah. it is crazy. Yeah, whether you believe the climate change thing or not, it's like something's happening. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> every year I'm, we're always getting an extra week working and then we always are starting like a week earlier yeah it's been so i said to tyler maybe in 10 years we can just keep working all the time yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing right you don't know it's like it's weird no last week uh on february 2nd i went outside uh, to do something and i heard my first lawnmower and i'm like are no you way. kidding me it's february 2nd yeah. That is insanity. Who the heck is mowing their lawn on February 2nd? Yeah. And like before we started recording here, you asked me how things were out and the weather and stuff. And I was telling you how like we've had one day of snow and it was yeah. up until that point, it was like t-shirt weather all winter <sighs> until the snow hit for that one day. Then it was all gone within a couple of days and then back to mild. The last couple of days we've had some frost and stuff. So it kind of dipped in temperatures, but it's like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, just the something's changing. Uh, I know, and it's it's really thrown <laughs> everything for a loop. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so like today, outside here today, it's twelve degrees Celsius and pure sun. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's February what eighth? Yeah, or no? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just unheard of, right? So it's just one of those things you got to kind of uh, when you're in a business or industry that. Uh, is strongly tied to the environment yeah. <laughs> and environmental conditions, it's, uh, it can really throw you for a loop when things start to change like that. And it's been a good 10 years that I've started to see the changes. Like you said, uh, okay. customers will ask me like, like, you know, what's the mowing season? And I'll say, well, for the first 10 years, it was always April 1st to October 31st. Yeah. I said the last few years, it's been mid-March until, uh, you know, uh, end of November, and there was one outlier where I mowed uh, halfway through December, and it was yeah, still mowing lawns. It, it was like that's crazy. Like, uh, yeah, what, I think uh, we mowed. Yeah, we were mowing till December tenth or something this year. It was wow. just, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just insanity. Um, yeah. So, uh, what would you say is your biggest frustration about uh, running a lawn care business? Um. Probably right now, uh, like we just rent a, I mean, space right now is very challenging around us. Um, you know, finding a good place to rent because good luck buying something out here, mm -hmm. you know, commercial building in, around here is just insanely expensive. Yeah. You know, real estate has gone through the roof, uh, definitely over where you are too, but yeah. you know, I'm only an hour from Toronto, so we yeah. get that on a wave oh my gosh so mm. it's very challenging you know price wise um to find something um so that's that's definitely been something we struggle with we we rent a little you know shed at a farm but it doesn't have any hydro 
it doesn't have any heat. Um, it's pretty bare bones. So, you know, for us to, I, I don't maintain a lot of our equipment. You, we usually bring it into the shop. Um, little things, obviously we do, but I'd like to, you know, we should be maintaining all of our equipment, but I just don't have a proper place to do it right now. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm struggling with. And I'd love to, you know, buy a place and live there and have a little shop, you know, and have all our stuff there. So then I can go out at night and work on stuff. But right now it just seems like that's not going to happen, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it just seems unattainable in these, uh, in this like real estate climate and stuff like that. I know. It's crazy. People, yeah. People just don't understand that aren't from around here. It's no, I was like, no. I always get so depressed when you watch like shows like these, like, um, dream home shows. And it's like, <laughs> you know, some suburb of like Dallas or something. Yeah. And it'll be like 10,000 square foot property Yeah, uh, or sorry, 10,000 square foot house on like, right. uh, you know, five acre property in ground pool. And it's like yeah. half a million. And it's like, are you I kidding know. me? That's like a shed here. <laughs> oh, I know. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Just, just absolute <laughs> insanity. The, the yeah. craziness of it. Um, yeah, so that's a big challenge. You're, I'm right there with you. I'm like, man, I yeah. would love to have a shop and oh, all stuff. It's just like that would be like six million dollars or something to get a piece of land yeah. and and have a shop and stuff on it. It's like yeah. it's it's just not for a solo operating lawn care business. It's just not attainable for something not like that, right? <clears throat> so, um, what is one thing you would say that people don't realize about running a lawn care business? Um, I guess you're always thinking about it at the end of the day, you know, um, you're watching the weather and if it's, you know, it's going to rain for two days next week, I'm thinking about that. Um, so maybe just, it, it is a lot of, it, it it does weigh on your mind, you Mm -hmm. know, think, you know, you're doing a, say you're doing a big project and you're halfway through it and then, Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, I forgot to do this or, Oh, I remember this and you write it down and then you're thinking about it and then you're not sleeping. And so maybe that part of it, um, it, it's a lot of work, but anything in life is a lot of work, right? Yeah. So it's just what you want out of it. So, um, I don't know, maybe, yeah, it, you do get weighed down with stuff, of course. Um, but you know, you just got to keep it positive and, you know, the next day is a new day and, I don't know. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. The, the the rewards are great though. When uh, yeah, you know, totally. Uh, versus uh, working for somebody else and working on their oh. dream, you're working on your own dream, right? I, oh, and I I don't think I could do it anymore. Work for someone else. It's- yeah, no. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, it's funny. I always say, you know, I'm getting tired. I'm getting older and stuff. Can't do as many as I used to and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. And my wife will like she'll say something like, "Well, you know, why don't you like pack it in and just get another job?" I'm like. Well, what nope. did bite yeah. your tongue, woman? <laughs> like, yeah. there's well, no I, way. I know. Ever will I ever work for somebody else yeah. again? It's just I'm broken in that aspect. There's no way yeah. that I could I ever know. do that again. Uh, but then you keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last two questions for you. Um, 
share your best piece of advice with those just starting out in the business. And I want you to come at this from the point of view that uh, the person asking you is somebody that you know, uh, and that you like, and that you would only want to see uh, the best uh, for. So if somebody like that came up to you, uh, whether it's like a family friend or uh, you know a relative or something like that and said, Hey, uh, Brian, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. What's your best piece of advice for me? What would you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, if, my my big thing i live by is just start like even if it's small just start and just start going you know um don't give up work hard um like you know i'm already five years into it which is crazy Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad i just started right yeah like i wouldn't i oh thinking about it i'll do it next year i'll do it next year it's like if you just start doing it and just slowly, even if you're only doing a couple of week, you know, you at least got your foot in the door and you began yeah. um, and really grow it. And obviously just don't give up. Like if you really want to do it, if you stick, I, I've thought about quitting multiple times because it gets hard out there, you know, mm-hmm. summer it's hot. You're got a list, you know, a huge list to do. And, <laughs> Just, you know, focusing on why you started what you're doing, you know, whether it was to get away from a job you didn't love so much or, you know, you love being outside. Like, really think about why you started and that's going to keep you going at it longer. Um, And, you know, reach out to people, ask lots of questions. The, The green industry seems like everyone is so open to helping you succeed that's what my experience at least. Um, so like someone's got an answer for your question out there and someone's going through the same stuff you are. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just start and don't give up, just keep going, you know, push through the, you know, overcome the, the obstacles and it, it, it will be worth it in the end if you stick with it. So that would, that's my advice. Awesome. Uh, so last question for you and it's an easy one and that's, uh, how can people uh, follow you online? Yeah. So you can find us, uh, everywhere. Our handle is stripe life, Canada, um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads, LinkedIn kind of everywhere. Um, and then we have our crooked stripes podcast at the crooked stripes. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find us and hit us up. We're, we're open to answering any questions that you might have. And yeah. Awesome. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, to uh, share your story. Yeah. Awesome. Julia. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Awesome. So there you have it. Long care nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value packed uh, interview episode with Brandon Brubaker from Brubaker horse landscapes and the stripe life Canada. Uh, I'll leave uh, some links in the podcast show notes uh, where you guys can uh, follow him uh, on uh, social media. Uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>